listening to Boku no Stop, an anime podcast that seems to have landed in some kind of horrible time and space loop. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is... Chris. And Matt. And today we're talking about Monster, episodes 52 through 54. Please note, today's batch is going to include some gnarly child neglect and abuse. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so hard to not joke about the content warning. It's not that hard, Chris. The joke about the content warning today would have been different from the one I normally engage in while recording this podcast. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. I could definitely see you just putting the kid in a locker and going, this is to toughen you up. No, the answer <sighs> is go to your room for the next four hours while I record podcasts. That's fair. That one opens from the inside. Mm-hmm. Ah, but we start with episode 52, The Lawyer. And we open on a stream-of-consciousness monologue. My consciousness came alive in a coin locker. Blue, blue skies, blue window frames. I want to go to Tunisia. And we are told that Gunther Milch, the man who was just speaking, was arrested in 1988 for robbing an armed car. In 1991, he escaped, spending six months sawing through the bars with a nail he sharpened into a file. So a literal nail file. We learned that Gunther has done this a few times. New prison every time he's caught, and a new escape in each one. We are now in 1997, and Gunther is again locked up. As guards lead him to his newest cell, another fresh catch is led past. Dr. Kenzo Tenma. Ah, I never thought a guy like that would look so hopeless and pathetic. And credits. So we cut to an interrogation... Tenma has taken Lungi's hit and is remaining completely silent. The cops try everything. Good cop, bad cop, sympathy, treats. Tenma won't budge at all. Across in the prison, we hear vomiting, and Milch is retching and convulsing on his bunk in a sweat. The prison doctor is already busy somewhere else because another prisoner apparently uh, drank cleaning fluids. <laughs> nice. Yep. And uh, the cops say, well, we have no choice. We have to use him in the most, like, <laughs> like, this keeps happening in this show in a way that I still feel like is real silly. It's just constantly being like, well, this guy, we sh- we want to, like, capture him or kill him or, you know, he's a prisoner. But we should at least let him free so he can do some doctoring. Like, it just happens so many times in this show. Have you ever it's read like- The Shawshank Redemption? I haven't read it, no. Andy Dufresne got to play around with all the accounting because they're like, this guy's good at his job, and if he's on good behavior, what do we care? Let's profit. This was Mm -hmm. also in the movie. Yeah, that was in the movie. Uh, But, like, the thing about it is just that he's such a high-profile case. Why would you ever, like, especially they keep leaving him, like, alone in a way that seemed real silly for somebody that would be, like, so high priority in this prison. The guy's also not making trouble. That's also true. Well, so he but looks anyway, like a fucking twerp, so you would not think he's a flight risk. Yup. <laughs> well, I mean, funny thing about that. So, Dr. Tenma, Mr. Non-Flight Risk, meets Gunther Milch, the extreme flight risk. And Tenma probes Gunther a few times, then snaps at the guards, I need hot towels, water, and some wipes, and get out, this might be contagious. <laughs> And as soon as they're gone, he gives a quiet, so why pretend to be sick? 
And Gunther laughs and says, if you found me out that fast, I'm losing my touch. You know how I rob armored cars? I jump out in front of the truck and pretend to be sick. I hate when sick people leap really quickly. Uh, you know, I wish. We learned that apparently a young Gunther would be stored in a bus station locker by his parents when they went to work every day. Ugh. Look. Pre-K is expensive. Coin lockers, 50 cents. His mm-hmm. father had a saying, cool. if work goes well today, let's all go to Tunisia. And then on one of those storage trips, nobody ever came. Three days he sat in a locker before being found. Milch ribs Tenma. You gotta get out of here. This sort of place sucks the life out of you, and you already look terrible. At least I've got a face with some hope. And the next day, Tenma throws away the incredibly good advice he was given because he, quote, has to tell them the truth because something horrible is happening outside. Just not very smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tenma, damn. Damn it, man. We cut to more narration. This time, it is the origin story of a man whose father was falsely convicted of a crime during the split of the Cold War. His mother died proclaiming his innocence in 1971. His father died in prison in 1972. Shortly thereafter, evidence came out that proved, ah, no, dude's clean. Sorry to the deceased. And so, Fritz Verdemann went on to become German Phoenix Wright. He hunts for people who seem like they could be innocent and defends them with a vigor. And so... He asks for details on Dr. Tenma's case. We cut to the aftermath of this chat. Uh, Fritz's wife returns home, uh, who's incredibly pregnant. Uh, The other man was a fellow lawyer, Alfred Ball, who is already assigned to Tenma. Uh, Through the scene, we find out that Fritz's father made sure to start and end every day he worked at a radio station with playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and also... Hearing it suddenly does not thrill Fritz at all. Like, he kind of, like, freaks out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's triggering. Uh, but while Fritz was already approached by Shuval to take the case, it's Tenma's former patients putting together a collection, which was sent and shared by Ball, which pushes him over the edge into finally meeting the man. The next scene is Tenma telling his story once again to Verdamon. The lawyer says, tell me when this really started. It wasn't the boy. Tenma confesses his own origin, the tearful widow, the disdainful fiancé, and the choice to throw everything away for a child's life. Uh, Verdamon says, lawyers are the same as doctors. We can't tell if a client is good or evil. All we can do (laughs) is have faith. I'll take your case, Dr. Tenma. That's not how lawyering works. Nope. (laughs) There's also a pretty famous drama about that being very wrong. (laughs) At a bar in Dusseldorf, Ava Heinemann is again wasting away in Margaritaville. She confronts someone who used to scrape at her father's feet because he laughed at her, which he did not. Yep, she's just a drunken mess. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Reichwein is in Fritz's office. Fritz says, uh, when you're on the stand, doctor, please omit the part in your testimony where Dr. Tenma plans to murder Johan in public. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which is like, uh-huh, yeah, don't incriminate the uh, the person for a different crime. But right finds like, it's the only proof we have that Johan exists. And he gets interrupted by saying, look, the populace wants a scapegoat for these murders. The judges want to close this boondoggle of a case. But me, I want my child to be born in a world with true justice. And I think 
I have a lead on a more solid confirmation if I could just find her. He means that he is looking for Ava Heidemann. And Reichfall says, well, she's back in town because she returned with me and moved back here. <laughs> and uh, Reichwein then, in another scene, tries to convince her, but she is two bottles deep into uh, whiskey and she's back in. I want him to rot in hell for rejecting me mode. Halfway through her supervillain speech, she passes out on the couch. And then we finally get the confirmation to something we've already seen, which is Ava saw Johan murder Yunkers with uh, three gunshots and noticing that the man is a young blonde boy. Well, young blonde man, excuse me. She wakes with a jolt after having that flashback to remind the audience and uh, spits out enough that Reichwein realizes uh, that she knows. Across town, Miss Verdemann is in labor, and so Fritz is summoned off to attend to his wife. Alfred Ball will have to meet Tenma today instead. It takes Tenma a moment to notice something about the man, but if you recognize voices, you know before he's shown. He can't move his right arm anymore, and so he's had to learn to do things with his left. It seems like I can't get this hand to hold a pen, but it holds a gun very well. Suddenly Tenma snaps upright. I still can't believe you shot me, Doc. That took me by surprise. Alfred Ball is Roberto, free, mm -hmm. alive, and now, by his own admission, thinking of killing someone. Your ex-fiance. And I'm, like, marking out like hell, because I'm like, yes, he's back! Yup. The slow zoom in with the music, very good. Yeah, this scene is incredibly tense, because they don't show you. You just have the voice but it's when he makes the gun comment, Tenma looks, and then the camera starts turning for the reveal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It takes us into the next episode, episode 53, Determination, and we open in the same style of visitation room. This time it's Milch and his lawyer. Milch's lawyer is a hired mook for the mob who says, show some gratitude that the boss even sent me. And Milch just says, yeah, but you're just here to make sure I don't squeal on anyone. And the lawyer says he can't deny that. Gunther's all but saying, look, I'm going to break out soon, so just tape my favorite show for me until I do. I'd say ask Helene and Gustav, but they're unreliable. The lawyer is somehow unaware this dude has four escapes and counting under his belt and keeps pressing, just saying, <laughs> look, cooperate with the script. I can get you five years. And Gunther cackles, saying he'll have to do that one again. And we cut to the opening. When we resume, Milch is being dragged into the infirmary again. Uh... The doctor is on his way out since uh, some punks who just got to the prison got in a fight elsewhere in the building, and he has to assess the damage to uh, everyone involved. I like to imagine that somewhere elsewhere in this prison, Jojo Part 6 is taking place, and this guy keeps having to run off to deal with stand bullshit. That would be an interesting crossover. <laughs> it's just a very funny time. It's like, oh yeah, some new blood's got in a fight, someone's drinking cleaning fluid. If we stayed another week, it's going to be, how did somebody end up shrinking into a wall? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Milch sees uh, Tenma in the corner bed and ups the act a little, saying, uh, hey, you can't just leave me here. There's got to be another bed. I feel worse being next to a murderer already. And the doctor says, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, Tenma's on an IV drip because he's malnourished from not eating for days. And... When the guards head outside with the doctor, Tenma whispers, uh, 
I've been thinking about what you said, and I need your help. I have to get out of here. So we cut back to Tenma and Roberto's chat. Roberto tells him Ava is a witness, and so she's a loose end that has to be cleaned up. But she hates me! She wants me locked away forever! She'll never tell anyone! And you know what, Doc? I think that means we both benefit from her departure. If she's not on the stand at the trial, you're that much closer to being the free man you deserve to be. The bit that finally breaks Tenma is when Roberto says, Hey, go on, tell the police. They won't think this sounds crazy that your lawyer is a hitman. Or tell Verdemon. Of course, he might be on our team too. Birds of a feather, right? So Milch begins kicking up a fuss. He's miraculously better. The guards call him back as he cackles and taunts Tenma. Just five more days and I'm out of here. No more bunking with murderers like you. And Tenma gets the hint. Across town, Ava is being interviewed by Fritz. She spills the beans, and Fritz is speechless to have something like this just drop in his lap. Miss Heinemann, would you testify to all of this in court? Ava just pauses and laughs and says no. Uh, (laughs) Inside the prison, Tedmas called for the investigators, even though it's in the middle of the night. He takes one breath and confesses to the murder of Director Heinemann, the two doctors, and Adolf Junkers. We just watch as a myriad of characters wake up the next day to this news. Reckvine instantly hauls ass to the station and starts laying hands on guards, accusing them of torture, which probably true, but not the case in this situation. But from the side, Verdamon tells him that it's no use. I know both men who took the confession and neither of them would sink so low. Tenma's refusing to see anyone, even his lawyer. And and so, as Reckvine pleads with him to keep at it, Verdamon gives up on him. Mm-hmm. Ball calls as he leaves the station. Amidst the discussion about the current situation, Roberto pries for the location of Ava Heinemann because he says he'd like to meet her himself. And Freach refuses calling her a hard woman to handle. <laughs> In the middle of the call, Roberto makes some comments about Fritz's father that strikes the younger man as odd. Outside Ava's hotel room door, where, uh... There's a brutal line here where he goes, I know you're in there drinking. The maids complain they haven't been able to get in and tidy up all day. Yeah, I wasn't sure who said it because uh, reading the sentence from the beginning, it wasn't... I, I also forgot this scene. Anyway, yeah, Fritz is at the door trying to appeal to her sense of decency to go ahead and testify and save Tenma. Somewhere in the middle, this appeal turns into a full breakdown because if Tenma isn't innocent somehow, this means that his father isn't innocent, and he's pounding on the door screaming, you must believe, you must believe. Eventually, he catches himself and just writes a note. He says, this is my partner and I's contact information. Please give us a call when you're ready to testify. And he slides it half under the door, and as he walks away, he looks to see if she took it and she did not until he leaves and we see the note get pulled under the door. The end of the episode is cross-shot between two scenes. In one location, Tenma and Milch are being loaded into a prisoner transport. In another, Ava is calling the law office, speaking to Ball while Fritz is away with his kid. In the van, the men just look at each other and wait in silence. But at the office, we close on Roberto's chilling smile. And that's the address. I should be over at your hotel in a couple of minutes. You know, the the thing that's so ridiculous to me about this is it was a really 
high risk bet that they were going to move Milch and Tenma on the same day in the same transport. Like, how do you plan for that to happen? Uh, if you have high security prisoners, you put them together as a general rule, because yeah. that way you only have to stretch yourself so thin. Yeah, I just wonder, like, how long does it take between, like, someone does a confession to get it? Like, there's some calculation in there that seems like, eh, I mean, you hand wave it for convenience sake for the plot to move forward. But to me, I'm like, wow, that's a really, really, like, low percent, <laughs> to me, a low percentage chance to succeed. Because God forbid they ended up in different, uh, on, like, shipped over on different days and the whole thing just goes, fu- you know, tits up. Well, if you're in a European country, a high security facility is not going to be an incredibly common thing. So if you have two prisoners who suddenly need to go to max security from what this is clearly an intake prison, not a long-term thing yeah. for anyone, you're going to just get this all done at once because you're worried that the breakout king and the mass murderer could just easily overwhelm you with a surprise. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, they do. <laughs> but different than they think. Not exactly and the way nobody anticipates. <laughs> um, and that takes us into episode 54, Escape. A man is practicing how to properly fall into the road. Specifically, he starts out by lying there where cars can see him and swerve. So he's just trying to figure out the right timing to fall and get the reaction he wants. This is Gustav, and he is here with his uh, maybe fiance, Helene? Um, they're just basically doing a bit from my cousin Vinny. It's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, these are the two Gun- uh, Gunther called unreliable. It makes sense when you realize she's gotten into their last cocaine and wants to fuck. Uh, a brief shot of Gunther and Tenma in the van. The guards are just telling them to shut up. And then we cut back to Gustav, who's going to go straight after this job. And babe, I love you from the bottom of my... And then he gets <laughs> uh-huh. fucking hit by uh-huh. the van. all right so if you're listening to this you've already seen the frame that i chose as this week's episode art this is literally three frames it's stepping backwards truck on screen gustav's fucking gone it's it was so hard to capture Uh (laughs) it is that instant and and in my head uh image and heap starts playing There is definitely a line in the notes which simply says isekai baby. Uh-huh. Which is very funny because just last, like, not an hour ago, I had to describe what isekai means to Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. At this point, everything goes to hell. Uh, when the driver begins talking about having hit someone, Gunther sings. He said, you hit him? That was That was probably my little brother. I taught him the moves, but I guess nobody does a fall like me. <laughs> <laughs> like my man doesn't man. know about life alert <laughs> <laughs> uh the guards are all shaken and unsure uh what he's muttering on but they take him outside to see if this is someone he knows and uh they say to each other this looks bad what are we gonna do this has to go in a report hey we got a doctor on this truck and then tenma is frog marched out to check on the uh the patient in the road, and by this point, uh, Helena is on her knees weeping, Gustav's dead, wah! Just <laughs> full-on bawling, which is, like, very in character for her. This scene is so chaotic, and it's so good. 
yeah, it, it's it like borders on black comedy. Yes. In a way that this show doesn't do too often. Uh, but as uh, Tenma's checking the body, he sees Gustav's gun in his coat. With everyone distracted, he grabs it and draws and says, give me the keys. I won't ask twice. And we hard cut to Dusseldorf, where Ava is taking a walk to the lobby. Ball wanted to meet her there. She asks for a scotch while she waits and then changes her mind. Coffee, please. While she waits, the news announces that at 10 a.m. local time, two prisoners in transport performed a daring escape. There is currently an all-points bulletin out for Gunther Milch and Kenzo Tenma. Ava bolts upright because she was already conflicted, but now she's just confused. And suddenly, she hears a familiar voice. Roberto is in the room already, taking a call from Fritz. Oh, I don't understand his motives either. Yeah, I'll meet you back soon. But first, I've just got a little thing to take care of. A sober Ava realizes where she knows that voice from, and she begins looking around. Ball has abandoned his drink and disappeared. Unaware of his whereabouts, she just books it. She heads to her room. She gets inside. She's clawing at the doorknob, trying to get in. She shuts it, and there's a cigarette in the ashtray, and it isn't hers and she's just having flashbacks to the smell of roberto and memories of being shot in the woods and and then we cut to a completely different scene but like man that's underselling the whole like oh these are images from when they had sex uh and the thing is like you see roberto like you know with his tongue out like like licking his chops and stuff like it's it's real gross uh yeah that it's adapting a sequence of panels from the manga, so I understand why it's just little still shots, but whew, flashing past my man's O face. It does. Oh, yeah. Does a big number. Yeah, it, yep. the tension here is absolutely incredible. Cut to Tenma and the mob crew. The doctor is looking over Gustav in the back of the car as Helene wails. Gunther declares Gustav dead weight and says, then they switch cars shortly. They'll leave him behind, and Tenma disagrees. Gunther thanks Tenma for saving the plan, but at this point, the escape is being left up to the profession, and then suddenly Tenma just clicks a gun at him and says, no, I say we're going to keep driving. No swap. The hospital I worked at is further down the road. We'll have facilities to treat Gustav there. You're going to drive. So, Ava is in her hotel room, in shock, door locked. Someone is pounding on the door over and over, three knocks repeating. Then we cut again to the hospital where the two fugitives get out of the vehicle. Tenma hands Helena a letter and tells her, drive in, give this to Dr. Becker. It'll let him know everything he needs to know about the incident. And uh, she peels out. The two men part ways with Gunther declaring that they should meet up in Tunisia as a uh, fugitive's reunion. Uh, so it's but, literally the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, Milch asks, like, but I got to know, you've never killed anyone, have you? And Tenma's like, I shot a man, but he's still very much alive. And Milch says, well, well, look at that. Innocent on all charges. Uh, inside her hotel room, the pounding gets to, to Ava. She slowly walks to the door and opens it. And we get our credits. So how would you all feel about this stretch? They were pretty good. It was a lot of like cleanup from the previous arc and set up for what's going to happen. 
but uh, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, the points where they ratchet up the tension is very good. I like the little bits of comedy with like the fuck up brother and his uh, like druggy girlfriend, like kind of fun, a little silly, a little slapstick for this. Uh, <laughs> this otherwise pretty heavy show. I think that's but, um, what makes it work a little bit is that that dissonance as we move out of something extremely heavy into something that will also be extremely heavy. <laughs> the thing about like, I just wish he didn't say like, I'm going to go clean. This is my last job. Cause I'm like, okay, <laughs> this like we knew it was going to go bad anyway, but you didn't have to underline it like that. I um, think it's the fact that they let the speech go on so long that makes the sudden yeah. slam work though. Well, yeah, it has to interrupt your expectations, right? Like, it has to be, like, a complete surprise. But it's also very funny. He should have known the timing that this, oh, this truck is on its way. I should be looking out. But he's an idiot. Like, that's the whole thing. He's an idiot. Um, Yep. But, yeah, I just don't also know why. Why does Ava, as soon as she realizes that her position is compromised, she runs to the one place where she won't have an exit. (laughs) That she could easily track to. It's very not a smart move, in my opinion. I would have left the hotel. Half panic, and also, if you don't see the guy around, are you worried he's just going to shoot you outside? Oh yeah, camping the door. Yeah. You know. Anyway, yeah, good good set of episodes. Looking forward to uh, more weird nonsense. Well, I, I had to start cutting these up in very good cliffhanger points for this last yeah. bit. Yeah, no, yeah. very good so, cliffhanger. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with episodes 55 through 58 and more, as Chris put it, tying up of loose ends going into the finale. See yep. you then.